Welcome to the Thomas Coffee Metal Podcast, episode 64. Greetings. Welcome to the Thomas Coffee Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Don Cardenas, and today I have a very special episode of the podcast. It's special for a few reasons. First, this will be one of two episodes dropping this week. Second, this episode will just be an interview with my guests, no recommendations in the front. So consider it like an evening with (laughs) type of situation. And third and final, uh, my guest is the very first person I ever tabled next to at a convention way back in, I believe, the black and white era of 2013. And since then, I've seen his art and style just grow and develop and seeing how he's just taken on these more bigger and just much more interesting projects and killing it all along the way it's been nothing short of awesome to see his trajectory and as glad as i am to see how successful he is and and all that i'm more excited just to get a chance to talk to him outside of a convention floor (laughs) so before i ask about the killer hit that is dead legends one and two or about his gig drawing freaking Star Trek, uh, I have to ask, Gavin Smith, Comics Coffee Metal, what are you digging right now? Uh, a little bit of everything. That was that was a very sweet intro. Um, I was, about, was that really your first convention where we sat next to each other? Yep. Was that Appleseed or... That was, was... Appleseed 2013, you know, run by the great now literal comics professor, Zach Crusey. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> miss Zach. I miss seeing him around. Um, okay, let's get into, I, I guess, uh, coffee-wise, because that's, that's the quick answer. Uh, there's a coffee shop down the street from my uh, place down here in Indianapolis um, called Nova Conti. Yeah, I think Nova it's funny because my wife and I joke, we're, we're not sure if it's Bocavanti or Bovaconti. <laughs> um, I think it's Bovaconti. Um, and uh, I, I usually get, like, I drink coffee black, um, but I usually get whatever they have uh, roasting. I will get a bag of beans and I'll grind it up and stuff. And I'm currently, what I've been drinking the past couple of days is Limelight Coffee Roasters, the Costa Rican book, um, with some chocolate, orange, and cane sugar. Are you a, are you like a light roast guy, a dark roast guy, or just I'm kind of whatever? Kind of medium. I like medium. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't like it too light. I don't like it. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty forgiving, but I do mm-hmm. like uh, I, I do like getting good. It's yeah, like, uh, generic off the grocery store wall like like i can't drink that stuff yeah Um, yeah except unless like you know i'm at a hotel and i you know it's my only option is to drink crappy coffee and then i will drink it kind of reluctantly i tend to like i I spend money on it Mm -hmm. like that's one thing i will do yeah i mean my wife and i we we don't we don't drink we don't really have many expensive vices so we just like nice coffee there you go you know um if uh, there's this, you bring up like the, the store brand generic stuff. Like, yeah, we can't, we just can't. We've tried it. Like, I even tried like, uh, if anyone's listening is familiar with Aldi's. <laughs> I, yeah, I know um, Aldi's. If you're in the Midwest, you're familiar with it, I'm sure. Uh, but they're a low cost uh, supermarket, kind of like 
I think they're somehow related to Trader Joe's. I'm not 100% sure. Um, sure. Um, but they're like a budget Trader Joe's where like James they... Maddox would know. Yeah. Because his wife used to be uh, like a bunch of all within the, okay. all die. I don't know. Within the <laughs> uh, West Virginia area. But okay. um, I, I know what coffee you're talking about. It's uh, incredibly generic and it comes in like a black tin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've 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 run the whole gamut. I even tried, but I even tried like their fancier coffees when they would have it, uh-huh. and I'm just like, this still kind of tastes like the stuff they scrape off the floor, <laughs> right, right, that fell off whatever conveyor belt when they're packing the good stuff. Yeah. Um, like the closest right now I can get to that kind of coffee is I recently tried this thing called steeped coffee, mm-hmm. which is basically coffee in a tea bag. Oh, okay. And it's not great, but mm-hmm. if I, I don't want to. If I don't want to bother with the French press or trying to figure out a single cup thing, I don't have a Keurig. Whoa. And I just want a cup of coffee. That'll do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I just have a Mr. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that works for me. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a French press. I don't know. If, um, I feel like I would forget about the French press and I would, it would go cold because I would just forget. Yeah, I... I can't say I'm not guilty of that myself. Yeah. I did kind of get myself into a little bit of routine since I kind of wake up real early in the morning before everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, we always have a pot set for the next day in, in our Mr. Coffee. Uh-huh. But if I'm trying a different coffee, because I've been trying different coffees to talk about them on the show and all that, yeah. I'll have the little single serve French press ready to get that uh, just all set while I'm still waking up and all that and then i'll drink that for my first cup and, and kind of nice. run it that way but yeah it's uh yeah so you're in indianapolis proper right i am yeah right in downtown uh oh, well, okay a, a little uh, i live in fountain square which is like just a little south like i'm, I'm about five minutes away from lucas oil stadium so oh so i i you know i i've run the uh mini marathon at the oh. uh, Indy 500 Five Fest- Festival or whatever, uh, a, a couple years nice. before we met, uh, uh, I think before I was even like trying a table or do do anything serious wise mm-hmm. with, with art. But uh, I, I have fond memories of Indianapolis. It just seemed like a nice. It's all nice, right. I like uh, it. It, it kind of seemed like. Uh, well, you know, it, it's funny now just because it's a chain, but it was like the first time I had like Einstein bagels. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm just like, you know, I don't know. I don't if anyone from New York's like, oh, my God, these poser shit. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't I don't care. Like, there just there was some kick ass bagels there. Like yeah. it started a, you know, uh, a love affair. That's that conti- that rages on to this day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's I, usually I can. I think last time I had Einstein, I actually met up with Paul Allen because that's in his neighborhood. Okay. He's in Broadmoor, which is uh, uh, And uh, yeah, we, we ended up going to Einstein, hanging out, shooting the shit. Can mm. I say shit? Oh, you can, you can swear okay. all the fuck you want. Emperor. Okay. <laughs> I like how I asked with the same curse <laughs> for it. Like, uh, I could I was just doubling down here. Um, oh, to go back to... Uh, Yes, uh, comics metal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, metal. Uh, I guess. Um, 
Uh, I've been listening to The Armed lately. Um, okay. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, they're great. They were on the Cyberpunk soundtrack, and they were uh, they, they do a lot of recording with Converge. Um, I know them. Uh, well, I know the singer personally because um, back when I was doing the rock and roll thing in my early 20s, uh, it was just a guy I met over MySpace back when you could book shows for your oh, bands yeah. on MySpace. And uh, we ended up playing with them. They're out of Detroit. And then they've kind of become a big deal since 2005 when I played with them. Um, like they're, they just did the adult swim fest oh. and like they, uh, they just put out a new album called ultra pop, which is really good. It's, it's more punk metal grind, uh, stuff. And like with some electronic, uh, a lot, a lot of synthesizer stuff mixed in too, but like, I know they've got like three guitarists and like, they're, they're, it's crazy because like I, I ended up talking, I don't want to give away too many of their secrets because like. I ended up running into my friend Tony, who's the singer, at uh, Motor City a couple years back. And we were talking, and he's like, they've been doing this thing where they're trying to make their band like almost like a weird cult. And it's kind of amazing uh, how like uh, like they've, they've got this following because of it. Um, but yeah, go listen to Ultra Pop. It's really good. Uh, Russian Circles is always on pretty heavy rotation nice. uh and then uh and then i do a lot of like indie rock i guess stuff so like i usually have a pavement station on my pandora that i play oh you still rock in pandora yeah yeah <laughs> I, was, I was literally just talking about them on a, on a recent show where it's like i still think the pandora algorithm is better than whatever spotify is using i agree yeah because I found, you know, I've tried using Spotify, but I've found so much music that I still listen to back when I was doing Pandora. Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. Pandora has been better for me. And I, I, I never got into Spotify and I didn't want to curate any list. I kind of just want to put something on and not worry about it. Yeah. So I, totally. I think it works for me. Um, and then uh, let's go comics. Okay. Comics. I've, I should be better at this I've, I've been reading a lot of my friends stuff so um uh last night i read four kids walk or not four kids i i have read four kids it's great but i read uh what's the furthest place from here same creative team matt rosenberg and Tyler Boss. uh i read thing tom riley's new book mm-hmm. um uh i read the batman Fortnite crossover that josh hickson drew i had no idea what was going on but hicks did a great job yeah. Um, yeah. Um, cause I don't know anything about Fortnite or what's going on in DC. Right now. Um, but, uh, let's see. I also been reading, uh, the reckless books that Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips have been doing. And also on reckless, I, uh, or on Ed Brubaker, I just read Friday, which is fantastic. That looks like it's going to be a great series. Um, it's him and uh, Ed Brubaker and Marcus Martin, kind of doing their a riff of like a young adult um, oh, okay. series so it's almost like encyclopedia brown meets like uh weird occult stuff um what else and dogs bite another tyler boss joint um oh and then 
pretty much everything Rick Remender does. Um, reading Seven to Eternity. All right, I've finished with Seven to Eternity, and Jerome Opinion is probably the best artist working right now. Um, and I also read uh, The Trade of Deadly Class, which is great, and uh, uh, A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. I read the first issue of that, and that fucking rule. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm reading. Nice. Yeah, um, when I get the chance. it's. It, I was about to say, like, I don't have much time to read, but then I just listen to all these things <laughs> I've read, which I guess I'm making time for it now. Do, do you find that you kind of like do this, you kind of just like end up having like a marathon reading session to catch up on a whole bunch of stuff? Yeah, it's just... crazy because like I have like a couple of short boxes, honestly, like uh, in the back of my studio that I just haven't read. I actually went to a show and I never do this, but like I was just looking through this guy's collection uh, and I ended up buying a long box with the books off of him. Oh, wow. and I, I, I know, and I, I'm not going to read all those. I should. I'd like to, but like I just bought, like so it's just like stacking up in my room right now. Um, it's getting so like I'm going to have to have like I tried to buy when I was buying from this guy like sets of things like runs, so that when I do get around to reading it, I can just read it in a big chunk, and that'll be great. Um, but yeah, I have been reading in chunks. I'm trying to. Uh, wean myself off of single issues and just buy trades so I can do that too. Um, but then I do want to get stuff my friends are putting out. Yeah, we're all putting out a lot these days. Um, I've, so yeah, I've, yeah, I, I've definitely fallen into the I'll read digitally singles. Uh huh. And then if I'm like, okay, this is something I definitely want to have permanently. Mm-hmm. I'll get I'll I'll get the trade uh printed the printed that's, edition. That's smarter. I mean I feel I feel bad because there's a comic shop here in town that's literally like right down the street from me. It's like two two blocks away, mm-hmm. straight shot down the street. Um that I I've been shopping at since I moved to Indianapolis like 10ish years ago and I feel bad because like I'm like, I, I want to keep supporting them, so I've been getting single issues, but then they just stack up, and I'm like, I'm reading this. And then they usually don't get trades, uh, like, the trades in, so I go to another comic shop to get the trades, and I'll end up reading those. Yeah, uh, you know, ever since I stopped going to Challengers in Chicago every week, because I stopped mm-hmm. working in Chicago, so therefore, uh, you know, I had to basically stop buying weekly. Mm-hmm. That, I try to like go there at least once a quarter <laughs> there you go. and like get yeah, a couple quarter. books or something. <laughs> uh, like when the pandemic first hit, I, I you know, I was like, sure. okay, I want to help them out. I you know, we ordered some books and all that. And, you know, I don't like ordering stuff like comics off Amazon uh, just because right. I want, if I can directly help the shop where, you know, I, you know, I, I'm buddies with one of the owners and I just, love what they do and, and res- totally respect them mm-hmm. if i can't support them directly or the creator by buying from their shop mm-hmm. or from you know because i have been able to go to conventions um, right yeah i'm just like i don't feel the only thing i did that was i uh, ordered the last two collected compendiums of um the ultimate collections of uh, invincible oh i got those over the pandemic too 
because I just needed the last two, and I was putting off finishing that series. That's one of the first series I got back into, got me that, back into reading the comics. That's hilarious because I did the exact same. Like I was about there too. Yeah. Like because I've been collecting the trades of Invincible forever, mm-hmm. and I had up to like trade eight, and then I was just you know during the pandemic I was just like I I should finish this like before the show comes out. Yeah. And uh, I realized the first compendium was up to trade nine. So I just bought the ninth trade, then bought the two okay. compendiums. Like, okay. um, like I, I think I bought the com- second compendium and the ninth trade at the same time. And then I went back within the same week and bought the third compendium. Okay. And I read it all within a week. Yeah, I misspoke. I, it's not the compendium. It's the ultimate collection. So it's, it's the two trades in one. So... Oh, okay. So it, it's twelve total, so it's twenty-four trades, and I think four compendiums. I think that's how it's broken down. It's it's three compendiums. Three compendiums. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah. That that was you know along with you know the as we'll talk about Dead Legends too. Those mm-hmm. last two were all on my Thanksgiving weekend reading list of like it's gonna sit down when you know after the kids oh, are so asleep. You, ha- you haven't finished it yet. I have not. I have Ooh. not. Because okay. I just want to, I want to sit down and enjoy it, not just kind of power read it. And, yeah. you know, between making comics, doing podcasts about comics, trying to make time to also do music, and then you know, yeah, I don't know, life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, the best I can do is single issues here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, I was I I'll able to I can like toss in like a quick trade if it's like under a hundred pages. I can do that pretty uh-huh. fast. Um. But yeah, that that was definitely on my list is where I just want to sit down and just like ingest it at my own pace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. It's 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 funny you say that and you will, but like you're gonna realize like how quick that pace is just because Oh yeah. I, I think I, I think just like I have that problem with every book that Kirkman does. Whether uh I I never finished Walking Dead and I don't know if I really have a desire to at this point anymore no i um, i but... stopped because i was getting the ultimate collections of those two the the hardcovers and uh you know once spoiler alert for something that's well established in pop culture after glenn died right it it really kind of like it didn't like it's not like oh it was worth you know it was worthless following it or whatever but he was obviously like a lot of people's favorite character he was one of my favorite characters Right. But I feel like just overall, it just kind of felt a little more hollow. So it's just like, mm-hmm. it kind of became like, you know, I'm not going to read The Road every weekend, you know? Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> once in a while, you know, or once is is kind of enough. Sure. Um, so I don't want to, I don't necessarily need to be brought down that much <laughs> without yeah. any type of, now I know it's, it's people who have definitely enjoyed it all the way up to the end. But yeah, I right. definitely stopped around, I think. Uh, and I yeah. like a good bummer story. I yeah. love bringing people down. Um, but I, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like, it, it, like, especially when, you know, at, the, at a point when it did, did seem like there was no end in sight. Yeah. Like, I, I, and to be honest, now that there, it's ended, right. I, I have reconsidered picking it back up. And reading the mm-hmm. last two hardcovers I haven't read to see if I want to finish off the series. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just one of those things. <laughs> sure. But I've also been uh reading uh 
funny firepower um, okay yeah the only other martial arts book out there kirkman Somni. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's funny because like man they've, they've put out so much more than us <laughs> like we started before them and they've done so much more than us uh, well they, but they, Somni's mad fast <laughs> they, yeah they have they have the luxury of one money and two yes, uh, and two Somni is just mind-boggling in his ability to be not only fast but also so damn good <laughs> yeah yeah that that book's really good too yeah. I, I found myself uh raising through those issues so i i uh i think i'm behind like i may have been getting them pulled but it might be in my stack and i don't know where i am so i'm probably going to catch up on trades on those um but like i think i read the first two volumes or three volumes because they, the first volume technically was like almost like a zero issue. Yeah, because uh, they did the they, trade first and then they. Uh, right. Which was a bold move, but I guess it paid yeah. off for them. Yeah, I think so. Um, I ended up getting, I think from my, my comic shop, they ended up selling me the copy that was just for retailers that you're not supposed to sell. <laughs> so I won't call them out, um, but like it, it was, I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! You charged me full trade price for this." <laughs> it says, "Do not sell." <laughs> um, yeah, that book's really good too, um, and and also a great, great martial arts book. Well, speaking of great martial arts book, I can think of no better segue to talk yeah. about Shang Chi. No, um, Dead Legends <laughs> Two. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Not, okay go, let me tell a quick story uh while, while while that thread is still there um i was uh like uh I, I usually pile around with my buddy uh stuart sager at conventions we travel together a lot uh and then we have uh, a friend a mutual friend this guy named chad who's an art collector and uh usually like he'll come and stay with us at shows and you know, we give him a room to crash in and he'll run and get us food. And it's mm -hmm. nice, uh, you know, besides the fact that we're friends, it's mutually beneficial for all of us. Anyway, so, and then he'll help out at tables if we need bathroom breaks or whatever. And so he's at my table one time and I'm talking to this kid. And I think uh, we were talking about, uh, we might have been talking about Dead Legends, like right, right in the beginning stages of Dead Legends. But I also had an Iron Fist print. And then we started talking about Iron Fist as well. And, and uh, Chad goes out of nowhere and he goes, oh, you know who has a great Iron Fist print? And I felt like he was like building me up to make a sale before I had mentioned the print. And he goes, Stuart Sager, right over there. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. You know, I've done that to myself, talking to people. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, God, what was it? Um, I want to say it was someone was. I had a Batman print, and someone we were talking. Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone about it, and they're like, "Oh, cool, you know." Um, and I'm like, "Yeah," and then I started talking about that Jim Calfiore one, where he did like all like he had like twelve. It was like a twelve color, twelve issue thing, but it ended wow. up being like a giant poster, and he did a print of it, or whatever. And I, wow. I brought it up there. I'm like, "Yeah, I think he's over there," and he's like, "Oh," okay. and then the guy left, and I'm like. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was my in, and I gave it away. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know if he came back and bought my print because my print was only like a few bucks. So because sure. I was just trying to get rid of these damn things. Right. You know, because when you first start doing conventions, you're like, how many am I? I'm gonna need like a hundred of this, right? Yeah, I'm gonna need like a hundred. <laughs> and then a decade later, you're like, oh, I, still got this. I still got See, like twenty of these. <laughs> in the in the heyday of 2013, yeah, you could probably get away with that with a Deadpool print. Yeah, um, but did I have a Deadpool print, Gavin? Uh, no, I, don't I did know. not have a fucking Deadpool. Print. See, I I refused for the longest time because I just like, you know, it wasn't my thing. And then like, uh, I think around 2013, like it was people coming up to me and asking for a Deadpool print. It was every other person, I swear. And so I finally like broke down and made one, and I took it to Wizard Chicago, and. I think I printed up about 50 of them and I was sold out by the second day. Wow. And that was a four day show. And uh, like to the point where like I had like 10 left and I had to put a limit on how many uh, copies of that single one that each person could get. It was like one per customer. Wow. <laughs> and so, and then, then it never picked up again. It was weird. Like it was just this weird six month period where Deadpool was everything. I think it was even before the movie. Oh yeah, it was it was it was definitely before the movie. Um cuz actually I think at that Apple Seed show the only the only sale I had was mm-hmm. a Deadpool sketch that someone wanted. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even like a, it was like a sketch card too, but you know, whatever. Sure. Um the, anyway, you know, the, yeah. your first couple conventions you go to, you you I mean Many conventions you go to in the beginning, you're you're rarely going to come back profitable, right? If yeah, at all, that early on, or yeah, break even. Was, um, oh man, I was so happy to just get like fifty bucks over when yeah. I first started, and like I, I think the very first time I was in Chicago, 2011, I I had made the like three hundred dollars that the table cost at the time. Yeah. Uh, then it became four hundred. I think I had made four hundred dollars that whole weekend. The table was three hundred. So I was like, I made a hundred bucks this weekend. I'm feeling good. Not factoring in traveling to Chicago, <laughs> hotel. <laughs> well, I stayed with some friends, so I killed okay. that cost. But still, getting across the city to get to them, um, like uh, what else? You know, food, um, all that stuff. Like I, I definitely lost money that weekend, but I was so naive i guess that i just factored in table cost and i was good with the 400 and it was i swear it was like 400 on the nose yeah you know i i'm gonna miss doing c2e2 this year oh Uh, no yeah i just multiple factors uh one is you know i got two little ones who are not vaccinated yet and i i can't increase my risks with that yeah um two i don't really have anything new to sell i don't have a a a huge push to go like i don't have a new book or whatever like i'll have stuff i I have plenty of Mm -hmm. stuff to sell but you know doing all that you know and and this this this, the third part is like i don't it's not a huge part of my income if and really anything noticeable at all Right. When I do do it, I usually make, I usually, you know, 
thankfully with, with C2, like, I, I seem to like after the, on Friday, I, I, I tend to, and pre-order sketches, I tend to make, I tend to be even. And then Saturday and Sunday is when I get profit. Right. Um, which usually ends up being whatever my costs were. So it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, well, if I, <laughs> I had this money in my, uh, to spend anyway, and I just didn't do the show, I'd end up with the same amount of money. Right. Um, right. Right. But you, know, of course the experience <laughs> and, and the fun and, this, and, yeah. and more product because you wouldn't have gotten rid of that product. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you know, yeah. I've, I've gotten, I've literally gotten work from just, you know, people, you know, I had that rare thing where someone's like two years ago, like they come back to you and you're like, Hey, you know, uh, I, we met at C2E2 a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. I want I wanted to know if you were available for the short story. And I was like, Oh shit, that actually worked. That actually happens. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's a good show for it too. And just like building relationships at that show too. Like, uh, I've met, I've met a lot of cool people through C2E2, like over the years, just, you know, getting a cable next time. Guys like Corey Smith, let's see, Elliot Ray Hall, obviously Stewart, that was forever. But uh, sat next to Yannick Paquette, a couple shows in a row there. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a great show, and everyone's there. I usually end up hanging out with like Rod Rice there as well. It's really cool. Um, yeah. It's good for that, and then like people remember you, get gigs out of it. It's it's happened to me a few times with the show too. Yeah, um, it's it's so that's all those factors in. Um, yeah. so I'm definitely gonna miss doing it, but we'll miss seeing you there unless you're gonna go to hang out. Well, I considered it, but then well, we'll also that be the same thing. The, that that would be yes. the exposure thing, and yeah, yeah. Um, we had you know. My oldest is vaccine age now that they, oh, they have the newest one out, but my youngest still isn't. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't care what anybody says. You know, I don't want my two year old to get COVID. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't care if he'll be fine or if whatever. Like there's 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 I. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like I need to explain it. Uh, you understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it sucks. You know, I'm you know, maybe keeping my ears open to see if anyone's in on Thursday or knows mm-hmm. they'll be in on the Thursday. Maybe we'll like, I'll, I'll meet with lunch with a couple people or something like that, but there you go. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Also, I think they're talking about doing it again in August. It's, or, yeah. It's, so 2022 is August. I think what they're doing. And then they're, they're going to staggering it. Yeah. So and then, and like then March. 2023 will be back to the early spring. Right. Um, which they should really make that a late spring show, but that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no more early, uh, early March, late February, please. Yeah. Can, <laughs> you know, I think people will enjoy coming to well, Chicago I, for the convention a lot more if there's not snow on the ground yeah, still. Yeah. Well, I, I think it wasn't so bad. 2020. No, it wasn't. It was surprisingly like, like, like the weather was decent, but I think, but also that was like the week that the code, the big people were starting to find out what yeah. uh, the coronavirus was. Yeah. And yeah. So, we're, we're all kind of joking around like, Oh, elbows and stuff like that. And then, got, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then like, and it was literally like a week later, a lot of us are supposed to fly out to Seattle for Emerald city. 
and like you know mike negan come around and be like yo are we still doing the show i gotta i gotta know if i'm gotta cancel my flight or if i can get my money back for this and it's like he's like dude i have no idea um and you know he uh i i think they repop handled it about as well as they could you know, yeah considering, you know uh, I, like they, they ended up canceling the show last second which you know good on them for that i um, yeah, and I remember there's a lot of people um, talking about like I'm gonna get my table money back. Like, what's going on? And I think yeah. I think they read Pop was probably in a situation where they're like, "Is this a cancellation or can we reschedule this?" And then therefore everyone just keeps you know we just keep everyone and just reschedule right. it. But once I think once it, I think it was like less than a week later, it was like, "Yeah, everyone's got refunded and and it's it's done." Yeah, because yeah, it was it was crazy because that was. What the uh, the very last weekend in February, my mm-hmm. wife and I our anniversary is on the fifteenth, and I remember that weekend we we're like March uh, uh, March fifteenth. We we're like, should we go out? And my wife wasn't feeling too well, and, and there's a lot of noise. Like I think uh, our county just had like the first couple cases oh. of it, and we're like, ah, we'll, we'll, we'll just stay in. We won't do anything. And that Monday is when everything shut down. Right. Oh wow. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it's kind of crazy, but you know, yeah, I, I think everyone listening, including ourselves, talking about it, I think we we don't need to mention COVID anymore. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Uh, let's get on to Dead Legends what, too. Yeah, um, let's. Uh, we could, we could, we can because like that's, you know, what I did during the pandemic. That was my whole pandemic. Exactly. Dead Legends too, and you know, we were we were very lucky, and like I'll I'll promise this. I'll try to promise this is the last time I mention it. Uh, but because of that coronavirus thing, like a lot of people were getting the pencils down thing that was going around a lot uh, within the biz. Like everyone was being told, like, you know, pencils down, stop working. And um, J- James Maddox and I had just signed the contract for Dead Legends 2 with Wave of the World. And, you know, we kept hearing these things. So I, I, Message Tyler at Wave the World and was just like, "Hey, uh, am I am I getting this pencils down or what?" And he's like, "Nah, your book doesn't come out till next year. Keep drawing." So uh, we keep drawing, we monkey. Very, yeah, we were very fortunate on that front to be able to have that work, uh, be able to get the this done. And because I mean, even if we had been told that, I probably still would have kept doing it. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's what else are you gonna do? Well, yeah, it's and not only that, like it's this book is, uh, you know, it's my it's my labor of love. Like I would have been, I mean, we did the first volume for nothing, you know. We were mm-hmm. we we did it ourselves, you know, James and I, and uh, with some help from uh, you know, Flatter and Polito Domeno, Ryan Ferrier who lettered it, uh, Joe Illich who was our editor for uh, first volume. Uh, also volume two um but now he's full-time at heavy metal anyway like i mean but but this was like james and i's thing we're gonna do this regardless uh and i was just determined to get this book made and it and it really i think reignited my passion for making comics too oh awesome um like because i I mean i've been doing accelerators for forever uh and that book's great and it's fun to do um but i'd also been doing the same book for almost my entire career mm-hmm. and then i had a couple other things that were like 
supposed to be bigger that ended up falling through and a couple disappointments here and there and it was just sort of like all right i need something to like that i want to do that gets me excited about drawing and that's when we put dead legends together and like that i like i, I don't know what happened but like it just sparked something it was like oh this is uh me doing the stuff i wanted to do and i was just having more fun drawing and i think it translated to uh, the book 1000 percent. yeah and then i as a result i was getting like ridiculously uh like my growth as an artist just kept growing like it kept going as well um like at a, at a odd rate between like if you look at the first issue of volume one the first issue of volume two That's i feel good. like it's a it's a league's worth of diff diff bleh. Sorry, it's a huge difference. Yeah. But then even between the first issue of Volume 2 and the last issue of Volume 2 is crazy different, too. Like, I feel like I got even better within that five-issue run. Like, issue four of Dead Legends 2 might be the best comic I've ever drawn. Well, you know, we talked a little bit before. So far. <laughs> we talked a little bit before the show, and I mentioned that, you know, I haven't had a chance to finish off Dead Legends 2, but mm-hmm. having read the first issue of Dead Legends 2, that comparison from Volume 1, Issue 1 to this, 100%. Like, just seeing, yeah. just seeing the, like, refinement of what you do, your style, mm-hmm. and just seeing, like, the, just, you know, growth seems like such like a general term, but it 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 is that's what that's just what comes to mind. It's like, yeah, there's a maturity happening with a lot of the stuff you're doing, and you were at a professional level before, but now it's like, oh, like just this this is getting pumped up even more. Yeah, and I I think that's I don't know if I consciously do it. But I try to push myself each time, each time I get a chance at a new issue of something. feel like I'm doing it on track right now um, as well. Like, it's it's interesting because, like, like I, I'm having a blast on track. It's so much fun. But, like, there's not as deep of an emotional connection with it because mm-hmm. it is, you know, at the end of the day, it's a job. I don't own Star Trek. I have no emotional investment in it. Like, it's not like I have to worry about whether or not Star Trek's going to be a TV show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, I, I, I think with when Dead Legends, when that, like, clicks on, I just, like, something I, I, I clicks in me that makes me want to make it special. And especially when James and I get to creating together. Yeah. Whenever we talk about, like, and I, I've said this before, and I, I apologize if you know people on other podcasts have heard me say this before but i really honestly think that like working with james is like the truest collaboration i've ever been a part of um because like we we just genuinely work well together like we we bounce ideas off each other like you know while drinking and then we just start yelling at each other but it's always like friendly yelling it's like no then he does this and then like we're like screaming at each other uh, I spent the night at his house one time, and <laughs> Mary had to come out and tell us we were being we was <laughs> being way too loud because we were out on his deck, probably waking up neighbors and stuff. But um, 
yeah, uh, like when we we did the pitch for volume one or first issue, and we were getting it picked up, like we had written this fight scene with Blind Tiger uh, in the first issue, and uh, it was with uh, Ushi, who's uh, Yan, our main character and Dead Legend's husband. Uh, we, we were writing that fight scene, and James had a very, you know, he, he'd written the scene, and it was fine, but it just felt too mechanical for me. And I was like, yo, like, let me just kind of take the reins on this. So now, like, I just kind of built this fight scene and how I wanted it to be. And, uh, you know, I turned into James. He's like, all right, I'm just not going to write fight scenes anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to kind of like, he's like, like, like now I'm just going to like write beats for you. He's just sort of like, all right, this needs to happen, and this needs to happen, and this needs to happen. But, uh, you know, all the choreography, that's on you. And, uh, but like, you know, we we go over everything, whether it's story, dialogue, and, you know, even if we go over something, and then, you know, it's to the point where I'm drawing it. If I think of something, I'll usually call and be like, hey, we need to, we need to do this, this, switch this around. And it's, you know, he, James, like, I don't want to say he says yes to all my ideas, but he has a way of making a lot of my batshit crazy ideas work mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever, whenever I pitch them to him. So, like, he'll tell me no sometimes, but, like, for the most part, he's just like, oh, I can do that. Let's do this. And it, then, like, a thread of something he was putting together comes together with a thread of mine. and works out really well having had similar experiences you know i can totally understand where you're coming from yeah it's like just having that ability to work with somebody and say like hey let because when i was working on packs of little country with the writer john dudley he (laughs) had the whole series like plotted out and then very quickly you know I would just come in with some, like, we should do this. We should do this. This person should do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first you're like, okay, you know what you suggested and whatever. But it became so quickly towards the end. Like, if you would have asked me, like, what an issue to I changed or I suggested or what he changed, what he suggested, I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. It became such a, just such a, like, a, a flow back and forth. Yeah. I mean, and there would be times where we'd talk about something, agree on it, and then, I would like do the layouts and then based on the plot we talked about, and then I would send him like, (laughs) uh, basically like an audio podcast of like, okay, listen to this while you're looking at the layouts and like, here's what the, cause you know, also the layouts are kind of messy and all that, you know? So I'm Uh like, so, and then this and this, and I'm thinking we do this because of this. And then, you know, 99.9% of the time it was like, yeah, cool. And then, you know, I think maybe once or twice he, uh, strongly opposed an idea I had, which, you know, wasn't a hill I was going to die on anyway and vice versa. Right. So, but yeah, it, it, but there even be times where I'm drawing something. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna do it this way. And I'm like, wait, now that I'm drawing it, like, no, we got to do it this way. Right. So it's, it's funny. Like I say, like, you don't know who suggests what James and I kind of had that discussion. We did an interview with somebody and someone had asked us, like, who would come up with, like, Red Death or something like that. And I was like, pretty sure you did. And he's like, I thought you did. And, like, we, we like, 
it's funny because like you know if we ever have the big famous indie creator falling out and there's the lawsuit n- n- we're not sure which one of us is going to get control over red Dead when it comes <laughs> to that but um like it, it's really funny because like we're, we're both like give, trying to give each other that credit and uh like i i came to the table with like a couple of ideas like i, I definitely had blind tiger in mind i had a uh, bits of yan in mind and i think what had happened is like james and i both came to the table with separate ideas of yan and then we just decided oh this is two characters like Uh let's just make them two characters um and it worked out great um but yeah that's it's funny uh so process so dead legend 2 has been wrapped for, for a bit you're currently working on you know star trek uh the mirror war i believe it's yeah um which i'm a fan of trek from you know the 90s and all that you know my brothers mm-hmm. and i used to watch next generation go see the movies and all that mm-hmm. i have not read the uh trek comics just because uh just the ones i would pick up like it was like too much with the the likeness thing you know, sure, it would be yeah. so off-putting to me sometimes. Uh, I get that. But I'm really interested in picking up your series because you're, you know, you're drawing the characters. They look like the actors and all that, but it still looks like Gavin Smith drew this. It doesn't look like <laughs> Gavin Smith bodies with a traced photo head. <laughs> right, um, right. And I tried, like, so hard to try to make it that way. Sometimes I get pushback on that yeah. as far as, like, like uh especially with deanna troy because like I, I don't have to deal with like trek official uh um, okay. usually there's an editor in between us so i i uh was dealing with uh, my editor megan brown now I'm working with heather antos who's awesome um she took over after megan moved mm-hmm. to a different section of idw but uh heather is my uh shield I guess <laughs> um, where she, you know, I turn things into her. She takes it to Trek. Trek gets tells me like, "Hey, fix this, fix this, fix this," and uh, it's nice and easy. Um, like you know, every once in a while, Deanna Troy doesn't look like Deanna Troy. Riker's nose is too big, or something like that. Something small. Cisco's head isn't wide enough. Whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, it's. It's it's really nice. Like I, I'm trying to. But I was talking to someone else about this earlier. A friend of mine. Like if they had just put me on like a regular Trek book, I don't know if I'd be a good fit because I do think they want that hyper realistic likenesses mm-hmm. thing. And I'm there's there's a big part of me that wants to make this comic, and you know I want you to be. I want you to see Riker on the page. I don't want you to see Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, like, I, I want you to see the character. And, like, I, I think I've gotten a pretty good grasp on how to cartoon, for lack of a better word, these, guy, these characters. Everyone except Troy. Troy's almost impossible to figure out. Like, I'm, I'm trying very hard. <laughs> like, sometimes I have to just go straight to pure photo reference for her yeah um but like i I got a pretty good hang of Riker and data data's hard too um 
I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, but I've, I've got my good handle on Picard, Riker, Data, and uh, Jordy, uh, and and uh, Worf. Yeah, Worf is great. Yeah, because th- those Worf. those are ones that pop, like the Worf one. Like, there's a a page that uh, I use to promote the you know you being on today that, mm-hmm. that has Worf in it, and it's just like it it, it basically everything I said about how you're doing is that's what that is like. It's you know, yeah. it's it, it looks like Michael Dorn as Worf. <laughs> it looks like right. it looks like the character, um, but it also doesn't look like it's a traced photo head from an episode. <laughs> right, right. You know, and you know, and, I know, and, I understand and, the the pressure someone who has to do license work like this with the likenesses does. I have spoken oh, yeah. with someone who doesn't mind me saying this as long as I don't say who it is or what it is, but basically. Right they were having trouble with the likeness and it kept getting rejected and they literally traced a photo, like, like, like perfectly traced a photo of this uh-huh. person and they still got rejected saying like, this doesn't look like them. Oh, that's, ha- and, I, and I'm not going to lie. That's, that's hilarious. I, I've done that. <laughs> and like, like there, there was a legit character. I was just like, I'm, and it was, it was Troy actually. There's, mm-hmm. there's a drawing of Troy that I was just like, I can't get this. I'm just going to like, you know, but I've got to move on. Yeah. So I, I like I did. And when, whenever I do stuff like that, I try to like do my best to make it still a drawing. Mm-hmm. So like I did a, like a quick Photoshop trace and then I'll, yeah, then I'll pencil it out. Like, a, so I like, I, 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 I'll do it with my roughs. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll print it out, blue line it. Uh, draw it with pencil, uh, scan it, re-blue line it, then ink it again, then ink it, and then still, like, it'll, <laughs> like, it's it's happened where it got, like, rejected, and I'm like, all right, whatever, and then I just, like, mess with it until, like, it, so it's, it's funny, it happens, there's, like, I don't know. And I, I nothing you could do about it. And that's kind of what you gotta do sometimes on these license property, because like they don't care how. They just want it to look like And hopefully that was something you were kind of expecting and it's <laughs> not a giant oh, hurdle yeah. in your process. Uh whenever it yeah, does come like, back. Yeah, like usually I when I finish an issue, I give them a, they give me about a week of like uh kind of downtime. Uh, where it's, I should be working on rocks or something like that. But I kind of like take that week to clean my studio. Uh, I, I, I still work on roughs and stuff, but like I'm cleaning my studio, getting my life back in order, doing the dishes that I've been piling up, mowing the lawn or whatever. Uh, you know, taking taking my wife out on dates. <laughs> you know, and uh, like. Yeah, but I, I also build in that time to like like I know I'm gonna get corrections on some of this. And mm-hmm. some sometimes it's like they're good notes where it's just like, Oh yeah, I could do that better. And sometimes it's just like, Hey, the spaceship's a little wonky, fix that. Okay. And but like lately, like as I've gotten further into the series, it's been less and less notes. And I I hope it's me getting the hang of it rather than them. Ah, oh, fuck it. He's like, this guy's never gonna yeah. get it. Let's just finish right, this. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, 
you, you you've got a clear idea of the expectations of what they want and mm-hmm. you just get and also as you do a series you get a better handle on the characters and stuff like that oh yeah like i can drop the card in my sleep yeah do and it's and i feel like it's a nice stylized version of it too. oh yeah totally totally i wonder if like data and troy are troublesome just because like Worf and and Picard, like they have such character to their faces. I think. Yeah, with with, with Data, it's so funny because you have to like, be almost I, blank all the time, but also. Yeah, well, I'm, it's it's funny because, uh, I'm trying to make him almost always scowly and stuff, mm-hmm. and Data is like a pretty blank face expression character anyway. Plus, he has all that makeup on, mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard to find like any sort of uh getting referenced like some like shadowy like landmarks yeah that i yeah. can work around um and uh and i'm drawing like eight panels a page too so like yeah. sometimes the, the likenesses get pretty small and i'm like all right kind of bust out the 0.3 pencil <laughs> you know the, 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 the 003 micron yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> So you mentioned microns. So are you, st- yeah. you are you primarily still pen and ink? Do you do any digital aside from just like roughs? Uh, I don't even do my roughs. I, I do everything traditionally. Oh, okay. Honestly, yeah. Like I, uh, I'll print. Uh, when I talked about like you know like I gotta do a likeness that I'm just not getting. Like I'll that's when I'll bust out my Cintiq. I I have a Cintiq that I got like in 2014. You know, when I thought I was going to go all digital uh, for like a month, and then I quickly got my mind changed because I was very late on a project. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I uh, you know I I print out my templates and I just draw on paper for all everything. And if something's off, sometimes I'll fix things digitally, like. Uh, like I, th- I think I may end up doing around, like with that week I have downtime mm-hmm. uh, between issues. I may when I do my uh, thumbnails, go in and refine them a little. I actually did it with this past issue. This issue's been flowing so much easier. I, I haven't done that before. Like it was like a second pass on my thumbnails, just digitally, uh, and it was great. Um, but uh. Yeah, and then I, like I said, I blow those up, print them out uh, in blue lines, pencil over the top on 11 by 17 scrap paper, scan it in. Uh, after all my pencils are approved, I uh, start inking and I print those out on Bristol board. I, yeah, I, you know, brush, pen, ink, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm, I'm using it. So you some, so you have two washes. pieces of paper for every page. You have a, a 11 by 17 pencils uh, and uh okay yeah but the, the pencils i i beat the hell out of yeah because i'm so and that, that's why i have to ink blue line i'm so heavy-handed that i tear up paper uh, when i draw so uh like if you ever see like a commission convention out in the wild for me you'll you'll notice like deep indentations in pencil I, yeah i've, I've ink is. i i have some friends who have uh had your commissions and i've seen them in their books and all that and that's one of the things I love and also kind of oh. miss about conventions too now is seeing people's sketchbooks and, you know, 
work from people I know and don't know. And just kind of seeing the texture of everything and just yeah. kind of like, because as, as nice as the image looks on a screen or whatever, seeing, seeing where there's a little bit of white out or whatever, it, uh -huh. it just, it just makes it such a better or just like a more, well, more, more, um, I say, uh, tangible experience. <laughs> sure. See, and I, and I use a lot of white out on my pages now. So now that I'm blue lining, well, I've been blue lining for 10 years now, but, um, I blue line my pages and I'm, I'm still using a lot of white out on it, but I mostly use it as a rendering technique. Mm -hmm. Like I'm using it, like I'm not fixing, not even fixing mistakes sometimes, but like for the most part, I'm just like, I am purposely leaving, putting this white down, incorporating it to the page so I can, uh, you know, get some cool rendering effects like explosions and stuff, especially traffic. Like I'm using, using it for lasers I'm using it for special <laughs> effects, stars, whatever. Yeah. That's, um, it, it's real fun. Like, it's, it's, it's real fun to, to use the white ink for non-corrective yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I use, use it about as much as black now. So, um, and it's, it's, uh, but because my pages are blue line, like things are like so much cleaner, mm -hmm. they just look so much nicer. And, um, and then it, scanning it is much more breeze, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could never get the right color blue line to print that my eyes would comfortably be able to follow mm. versus what is easily scannable and removable. Um, I can teach you a trick to that. It's pretty easy. Yeah, because uh, like what it, and it's and you can honestly use it for like whatever color. Mm -hmm. Like uh, if you wanted to do like a red line instead. Yeah. Easy way. I I know part of it's just my. Uh, hesitancy to uh mess with it more and all that but uh, what i ended up doing is i would reverse like i would do my layouts uh either way either normally um thumbs like just small and then scan them in or yeah. scan, take a picture of them on my phone dump it to my uh, computer or my ipad and then kind of refine it a little bit to kind of like half pencils and then yeah. i would print that reversed on the yeah. bristol and then his light box or light pad I've, over i know people have done that i've said people I've, i know people that went to school with that did something yeah. very i similar. think i got i picked that up from seeing that jh uh, williams third did his stuff ah, like, okay. but he would literally draw his layouts on the back backwards yeah my old roommate did that too so as which is a good way to like counter that whole flipping the image thing um where things look fine and then you flip it and it looks atrocious. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but ever, I, ever since I got the iPad Pro, though, I've definitely leaned hard into the digital. It's just a lot easier. We kind of talked a little bit before the show about how you were kind of maybe thinking about getting one, and I'm definitely yeah. it's it's definitely been the the gateway for me because I've flirted with digital mm -hmm. for a long time. I have a what. Well, Night, the 20 inch monitor from Huion mm. that's fine it, that you know I tried really doing digital with and once I got the, once I just decided to, to invest in the iPad Pro a lot of stuff clicked for me on that okay. digitally and are you using Photoshop uh, Clip Studio using... um, okay. I instantly bought Procreate it was like it was like 10 bucks because that's what a lot of people were using mm -hmm. and then Clip Studio because I already 
was familiar with the interface from my computer. And I like Procreate for sketching. Okay. Um, it's got a lot of powerful tools in there. I'm not going to, it's got all the perspective tools and all that stuff. Uh, I think Clayton Henry is someone who really shows you what you can do with Procreate for comics. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, like I'm just used to the workflow of Clip Studio. So that's what okay. I use. But if I'm, if I'm just opening up something to sketch uh, real quick or whatever, Procreate's right there. It's a nice big open interface. There's not a lot of clutter on the screen. But when I'm switching between brushes and layers and stuff like that, then yeah, it's Clip Studio is the way to go for me. Okay. But yeah, I I feel like I'd, I'd need some like downtime to teach myself how to do oh, yeah. it all because like if I were in the middle of a project trying to do this, like I, I know I'd get mad. Well, because like I I I want everything to operate like Photoshop, which I've been using for like twenty. Clip Studio so. <laughs> Clip Clip Studio has never been more Photoshoppy than it has been okay. now. Um, all right. I think around the time it went from Manga Studio to Clip Studio, that's where the interface really changed to kind of almost not a one-to-one ratio of like, oh, this is like this in Photoshop, but pretty close. Okay. Um, and of course, you know, I you get all the cool brushes. <laughs> right, right. Um, and a lot of them, uh, don't they migrate between programs um, well, pretty well? Most recently, there's you can now import some Photoshop brushes into Manga into Clip Studio. Okay. I don't know if it's the reverse, um, but All I right. I had a bunch of the Kyle Webster Photoshop brushes uh, back when you could buy them, and they weren't. He didn't have like a deal with Adobe where they're all exclusive to the uh, to the subscription service. But um, oh, right. yeah. he had a lot of cool texture stuff and all that, and I was finally able to like start using those in Clip Studio now. Um, and then, uh, Ray Frendon has, he's like the, the guy to go to for clip studio brushes for inking and stuff like that. He's got a lot of great stuff. It it was really one of his brushes that got me, that clicked for me. I got, I use his not Scott brush, which I think, or, or nib. And I think that's supposed to be a Scott Williams, uh, Uh, inspired one. And that's, that's what kind of like. Click, that's what felt most like what I was trying to do with nibs on paper. Okay. So that kind of like furthered that connection to me. Like, okay, this is, you know, obviously not the same, but it, it's, it's, it's the quality of line I'm looking for. So now I just got to get used to it. And I was in between projects. Like when the pandemic hit, I had a, a project I was doing on paper that just kind of fizzled out because I just lost steam on it. And then got the iPad and I put out the word like, hey, independent writers, like, here's a real cheap page rate for me. You want to do some short stories? Let's go. Uh, It's nice. I think I remember seeing you do that. Yeah. And since then, you know, I've pretty good idea. I've been mainly working with one guy for the most, but, you know, it it got me going and and all that and and got me through and and put my feet to the fire of getting used to this and and doing the things this way. and now I'm getting ready to uh, jump on my next big project that's the biggest thing I've done since PAX. Um, nice. So, and I'm kind of feeling like how, you're, how you felt with Dead Legends, where it's like, I, this next one, like, not that I haven't been given my all to what I've been doing, but it's like, I feel like... Oh, I get it, yeah. I feel like this is the one where it's like, I gotta, I, I, I'm feeling the, the desire to like just 
not the desire yeah. to, but like the, the you you have that. It's it, a reinvigoration kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I I, I totally get that, and I, I also get it. Like, um, you know, like I said, every time I work on Dead Legends, but I've also uh, right before I got Trek, I was working on this pitch, and and it, this is fresh in my mind because I just looked at the pages of it today because uh, we're looking at a colorist right now. Uh, but Rich Doak and I were doing a pitch oh, nice. together. And like this, and, and Rich is so good. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Like, and, and he's getting his, uh, I don't want to say comeuppance because it's not like he did anything. He's getting, like, he's getting the he's, notice he's, he deserves he's, for, for his, his work. Due, yeah. His, yeah, he's getting his due. And like, you know, he's, he's been putting out a lot of good stuff lately. And like, man, we put together this story and uh like i had done some uh a couple of things for him before like when he had gutter magic i did like a five-page short for him for that for forever ago uh, i don't even know if it ever saw print in any way uh but it was like right around the time that source and then uh and, and i don't know if the English, i don't know i'll ask him but uh and then uh he did uh whaling blade mm-hmm. and then he did this section in whaling blade i don't know if he got that where uh he got a bunch of writers to do like a pro story yeah yeah and then he asked a bunch of artists to do like pinups for it so he hooked me up with kenny porter and we did uh like i, I did a pinup for that which is incredibly metal. <laughs> um, like it's like uh, I'm pretty sure I remember that one. I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, Joe's a buddy, and I definitely have Whaling Blade uh, sitting somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, Joe rules. Yeah, uh, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so yeah, Rich and I put together this cool, like, like medieval horror fantasy. Oh thing. man. And like it's it's so fucking cool, man. Like I can't wait. Like I've I've teased it a little bit on my Instagram, but it was like right before I got track, and then when I got the offer, I was like, hey, I gotta go on hiatus. Uh like I'll get I'll get at you as soon as I finish drawing eight issues of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we got Dead Legends. But anyway, the stuff with Rich is is so cool. It got me so excited to just be drawing and I was just trying new stuff. And like also it's just like outside of a realm that of things I've drawn in the past and like it's it's stuff I've never drawn. I've never drawn some, you know, horror medieval fantasy things. And uh, you know, it's it's vastly different from, you know, the Enterprise and it's vastly mm-hmm. different from like, you know, Kung Fu tournament. Yeah. So it's it's nice to be able to play with on all these uh different playgrounds. Yeah, totally. And and you know, thankfully for me, that's kind of like the experience I've had with doing all these different shorts. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if though one of them was with most of them were with the same writers, like I'm drawing things I never would have given myself to draw. Like yeah. right, you know, right now I'm drawing uh, uh, a demon ghost grandma that like I <laughs> I, awesome. I would I wouldn't have drawn that, but you know, and or earlier this year I drew. Uh, a riff on King Arthur, like in Mad Max, where his Excalibur's a uh, 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 hammered down pole, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or just just crazy shit like that. And it's just like, ah, oh, that's I'm, I'm, yeah. So it kind of leads me to my uh, next question, which was, 
so Dead Legends 2 is wrapped. Like, is there, you know, if you don't want to say anything, because it may be a spoiler, but Dead Legends 3, is that like a... Oh, yeah. Is there is that like uh, a wrap-up, or is it just like Dead Legends will go until we're done? Three, and then we're done. Okay. And and once uh, once you read two, you're like, oh, these, these motherfuckers better finish this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, uh, as I said, I don't know if... Yeah, I think we said it while we're recording. I told you before, I love a good downer ending. Yeah. Oh, is this the Empire Strikes two, Back? ending oh yeah okay. oh yeah this is <laughs> yeah absolutely okay. so uh we got we got to get our return of the jedi in there um but uh yeah it's like like three uh i went down to louisville where james is living now uh over the summer like right after i got trek i was just like all right let's just start fighting this motherfucker out and we just started like again throwing ideas at each other and like we ended up plotting out the whole volume three, like in a day. And, like I was like, oh, I, I might have to spend the night. And I was like, nope, we got it. That's it. I'm <laughs> going home. <laughs> and, uh, which was which was nice. Um, but like we, we we came up with these like again like when we get together, like we we literally come up with like these batshit crazy ideas that we hadn't thought of before. That it's just like, oh, this is so perfect. And even like our dumb ideas that are just so stupid and like that are just kind of playing on some old like martial arts and video game tropes and stuff like that. Like we're just like, Oh, what if there was this dumb video game trope, but like we worked it into like this serious bit into the tournament and it's just like, Oh fuck, we can make that work. <laughs> like we, we were, we, we like logically have it all making sense. So it, anyway, volume three and then we're done. That's all we ever wanted to do was just three volumes. Okay. Uh, maybe down the road we come back for like some short stories, like uh, well, you guys. Like, yeah, like, you guys made a we, big we, world here, and there's yeah, lots of we, stories we made, you can tell in that. Yeah, we, we made a. I think we haven't kept it a secret that we wanted to do three volumes, and uh, Tyler has, uh, from away from the world, has um, you know pretty much said like you know he wants to do the third. And we may save, like, you know, if we ever do an omnibus of all three volumes in one book, uh, maybe we'll do more stories, like, just for an omnibus. But, like, yeah, as far as finishing things up, that's that's it. Three volumes and we're done. And then we move on to the next thing, whatever that may be. Nice. Is, is there uh, an idea of when three would be a thing or is that just kind of waiting to see what happens with track and maybe this thing with rich yeah it's it's I, I, my options are kind of up in the air right now as far as that like it's you know idw's been happy with me i think uh, i've been hitting my deadlines I, I feel like i've been doing good work um the writers uh, scott and i haven't mentioned them they're awesome scott and david tipton uh they've done the whole mirror universe line they've They've been happy with me. Like I, I just got a message from this morning. Like, a, like I was sleeping in because I've been pulling late hours. Uh, it, like popped up and Scott was telling me how happy he was with the art. So like I don't know if they want me to continue on oh, track, okay. which I would gladly do. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other properties at IDW I want to play with. There's properties at other companies I want to play with. Um, 
but I, I think the, the the next big project I definitely have after Star Trek is over is uh, I gotta I gotta take my wife on a honeymoon. <laughs> I'm three years I'm three years late to that, so um, we just celebrated our third anniversary. So like we gotta we gotta do that. I, so I pretty much told her as soon as I got Trek, I was like, this is the plan. And like I think my last deadline for my contract is up in June at the end, middle of June or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, let's just start planning it around, like, because I think Heroes Con is the next week after my deadline. I believe, yeah, it's typically like Father's Day weekend or something like that. Yeah, so like, it's like, oh, let's let's take our honeymoon in July and, you know, spend two, three weeks doing whatever the fuck we want. And then I come back just in time for 2022 C2E2 and then, you know, do the next thing. And that, and that might be Dead Legends and it might maybe... IDW has something. Maybe someone else has something for me. Maybe Rich and I, maybe Rich sells this new project before, <laughs> you know, doing that downtime. Because uh, like I said, now we're trying out a colorist. So I imagine like, you know, we'll have it colored and lettered and stuff by then. And uh, you know, like, as, rock. And like we said, Rich has some momentum on him. Des- deservedly oh, yeah. so. So yeah, that's a quite a possibility. Um, yeah. And, and I know Maddox is working on scripts like the first two scripts for dead legends 3 are fucking baller nice so um they're so good um it's awesome so yeah a lot of options i don't don't really know the definitive answer right now um i would like to jump right into dead legends 3 uh maybe maybe that but we'll see well you know before uh i get to our twitter questions uh yeah. Thinking of Gavin Smith on properties, that would be fu- interesting to see him draw. I 100% want to see an Alien versus Predator from you. That would be that would be, that, be, so that, that would be that'd be pretty sick. Um, uh-huh. Batman versus Predator is one of my my all time favorite I, comics. I was literally going to say Batman versus Predator. I think you would just destroy that book. Like, uh-huh. um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be fun. anyway, so putting it out in the ether. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, I always, I, I, I've made no secret of this either. I want a shot at Ninja Turtles. Oh yes. I want a shot at Judge Dread. I want Daredevil. <laughs> I want. I, I, I want a lot. I want Daredevil for sure, uh, or something within that world. Um, Constantine, Swamp Thing. Uh, I think those things. Would be Moon Knight, you'd probably, you'd probably, uh, oh, I'd have fun with Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, that would be, uh, you know what? No, Midnight Suns. I don't think I know that. Oh, wait, yes, I do. Yes, yeah, 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 like Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, Blade, Morbius. That would be, oh, god, yeah, like, all right, right. this, these ideas, basically, to be honest, though, basically anything that you be on, you'll kill it. You're, you're... I, I appreciate it. I hope I get to work on all of those, and then by the time I get finished with all of it, I'd be like 75. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, but, you know, I think first and foremost, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing your creator-owned output and, mm-hmm. you know, hoping that brings you all the, su- the financial security and success you could ever need. Um, well, you know, come on. I would love that. Dead, Dead <laughs> Legends Netflix happen. series when? Come on. <laughs> Oof. 
I mean, I don't know. I gotta get myself a literary agent. First. You know, if the, if the, <laughs> if Into the Badlands can make it three seasons, I mean, Dead Legends could easily, you know. Yeah. So. Well, let's see what we can do. All right. So, <laughs> literary agents out there, hit me up. <laughs> Especially if you have a previous relationship with Netflix, as it says on their website, <laughs> which I just. Looked at. So we have a couple questions from Twitter. One is from the yeah, aforementioned yeah. Joe Mulvey. Oh, he, hey, he wants to know, do you use life models for your poses and would he be able to audition? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, possibly. I haven't, I've never used a life model for poses as, unless it's like, you know, just opening up my photo booth real quick and just being like, ah, what's this hand do? Yeah. Well, you know, like, make a big scary face or something like that uh so not no i don't like hire i know like phil sevy does sometimes um or cv i, I, I think it's sevy i think it's sevy yeah. yeah i always i don't know sevy, i don't know yeah. him i'm just assuming i, I just yeah well, phil's great I, I i know he's when he was doing tomb raider he hired a model um i know like chris michael gage or chris or michael gage or whoever did uh uh, my dog's barking. Um, that's okay. I can't think of the book now. Anyway, yeah, I know some people do. I've never have. Uh, mostly because I don't have the time. Uh, I just find reference, make it work. Yeah. I mean, you know that that you know I'm I'm sure is if Joe, if you were to be a life model for myself or get, we wouldn't be able to focus. Like you yeah, can't stare like, upon such I, beauty. I've got, and like, I've got so much to get done. You, we just, I'm so sorry about my dog. <laughs> no, that's fine. I love your dog. They can bark away. Yeah, um, she's very cute. <laughs> very much a diva. I, I very much enjoy seeing uh, her appearances on your uh, social medias. Oh, she hands yeah. it up real good. So, and she does Amazon. So she, yeah, she's 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 more than welcome to bark away. Um, I tell that to everybody who has animals. They're like, oh, my cat might meow or. My dog might bark. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't, I love animals. It's fine. So yeah, Joe, possibly. possibly. We'll see. We'll set you up for the audition. <laughs> you have to be comfortable with nudity, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you like to be in this calendar shoot? <laughs> uh, um, anyway. Next up uh, is from Mark Schroeder. Okay. Uh, he has several questions, actually. He wants to know: Do you do you listen to any certain music while you make comic art, like to fit the mood kind of thing? Is the first one. Mm, not usually. Usually, I, I have a TV above my desk, so I'm usually watching something, mm -hmm. and usually something I do treat like radio. So, like, yeah, I just like rewatch Seinfeld. Like I told you earlier, I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for like the fifteenth time right now. Uh, something I've seen a lot before is usually good to be productive because then I don't have to watch it. I can just kind of, uh, you know, put it together in my head. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I usually save music for the car. Okay. Uh, next question is what got you into watching wrestling slash martial arts and who are and were your favorite fighters? Mm, okay. Um, I mean, I've been a, wrestling fans as a kid so like it's just me and my brother watching it watched during the attitude era um but like uh currently one of my favorite wrestlers i mean kenny omega 
how can you go wrong with Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, it's always great. Um, Okada, I'm a big Okada fan. Uh, uh, I really like Lucha Underground a lot. I'm gonna kill her, but in a cute way. Um, um, see, uh, I mean, like, I'm, I'm following AEW right now. It's been awesome. Like, I was a big WWE guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, I just kind of fell out of it. And it's just because, like, the f- it's just not as good as what AEW's been doing lately. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been following that a lot. Like, like today I just watched, uh, it's not even a documentary, but it's, like, almost like a recap. This guy on YouTube put together um, this thing called The Good, The Bad, The Elite, which is basically the story of AEW so far. From the perspective of the elite and hangman page's story and hangman page just won the aw world title and it's awesome it kind of goes through from their days in new japan using all the footage that they put on being the elite which is their youtube show and kind of put together the story of him and this like two and a half three year long journey to get to become world champion and it's awesome um and then you know they just had their full gear paper this past Sunday, which was our Saturday, which is incredible. Uh, and I got to go uh, to Dynamite that was in Indianapolis last week. And then the theater uh, that, that here in Indy, uh, a little bit more on the south side than where I am, was actually playing the paper there. Uh, so that was great. Also, like Hangman Page, mm-hmm. who's great king. So um, there are more. Seth Rollins, really good. Um, uh, Matt Riddle. I don't, I don't really follow UFC that much. I'll watch it if it's on, and I have a good time with it. I do wrestling. All right. And uh, final one was: What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Ooh. Uh. I mean, Ninja Turtles, uh, Batman animated, Superman, Justice League, all that stuff. Um. But. Uh, top top list. It's got to be Simpsons. Even when I wasn't allowed to watch it, um, <laughs> I remember my eighth birthday party, or maybe my seventh. Uh, I had friends come over to watch the season premiere of season seven, and it was uh, that's I think it was season seven. Yeah, that's the the finale of Who Shot Mr. Burns. Yeah. That was like 7.30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. Simpsons forever. <laughs> all right. And and if you haven't watched Simpsons lately, uh, sometimes it's really bad. But these last two episodes they just did were fucking amazing. Best episodes that they've done in years. And it's a two-part. They never do two-parts. Um, I've, you know, occasionally we'll we'll have the Simpsons on. and. I think I definitely fall into the camp where it's like there's definitely episodes that are not great. Um, oh yeah. But it's kind of one of those things where it's at a level where it's fine, like whatever. It's fine. Yeah. These, it's go watch these last two. It's it's like an Elseworlds okay. Simpsons episode, and like it's it's out of continuity, and it's just them doing like like their inter. Um, it's it's basically like a season of Fargo. 
in two episodes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, occasionally there is a really good episode, I think, in there. But, you know, for, for a series that's been going on for, was it 33 years now? Something like that? Yeah. I, if you're expecting, like, it's not going to die. So just deal right. with it. It's fine. <laughs> right. I remember, I remember I was I was watching something where they're talking about how people were getting upset because they keep updating Homer and Marge's meeting. Like now it's in the nineties. Oh right, right. And yeah, like, that's funny. you know, it's yeah. like who cares? Who cares? Yeah, I get it. It's like I, I kinda wish things could kind of remain like semi timeless. Yeah. Because then like dating them kind of takes me out of things. So like I, I'm kinda hate that they all have smartphones yeah. in the show. Um, I kind of wish it were kind of like a timeless area of the 90s when like there wasn't it. There was no, not everyone had phones and like it was I don't know. Maybe it doesn't work anymore yeah. and maybe it should be canceled. But I mean they still get some gems out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah it, it's a thing. It's fine. I mean, there's plenty of other high quality family style cartoons that are just, you know, I will always watch Bob's Burgers or, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just do rewatch that. Too, and so. actually, the um, there's a new one called Duncanville, which oh, isn't okay. it isn't super great, but it's got uh, Amy Poehler and. Um, okay. Ty Burrell from Modern Family and all that doing the voices of the parents. Oh, so nice. at least it's it's good background to have on, mm-hmm. or and sometimes they have some really kind of like off the wall funny stuff. Um, and then what else? There's another one, uh, The Great North, that has okay. uh just... Nick Offerman and uh, oh, okay. uh Will Forte and. The teenage the teenage daughter speaks to uh, her imaginary friend Alanis Morissette, who's voiced by, voiced by Alanis Morissette. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, there's some there's some decent there's other stuff. Just if you're tired of Simpsons, stop watching it. It's fine. They'll live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a blast talking to you, Gavin. It's been yeah, it was man. This has been too fun. long getting you on. Hopefully, it won't be too long before we get you back on. Hopefully. Yeah, anytime. Hopefully, when uh, Dead Legends three hits, uh, or yes. the next thing you're doing, we'll have you on, or I'll have you and Rich on if that if that thing happens. And we... yeah, I'll 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 make a obnoxiously big deal out of it, <laughs> like I do, whatever whatever the next thing is. But I'm gonna keep on a, you know, like as of right now, you know, Star Trek: The Mirror War is kicking ass. It's it's so much fun and. I'm not just saying that because they're paying me, but <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's, it's really is like a lot of fun. Like it just gets fucking crazy time to time. Like, like I said, I'll talk to the writers and they'll tell me what's coming up in the next issue. And I just start laughing. It's like, they, there's no series outline for yeah. me. They just like to surprise. Like there, there apparently is one, but I haven't seen okay. it. Um, so like, they just surprise me with like all the crazy shit that I have coming up. I'm like, Oh, wild. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. All right, sir. So, Dead Legends Two is available everywhere. Comicsology, you can order it. All that good stuff. Yes. Star Trek and in print form as yeah. well. Uh, I'll make sure there's. I'll make sure there's links to uh, wherever you can get that in the show notes. Uh, same with Star Trek: mm-hmm. The Mirror War. Uh, 
now is the time to let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram at Gavin P. Smith, G-A-V-I-N, P as in Patrick or Picard, you know, and then Smith, S-M-I-T-H. Give me a follow. Let's be friends. And I'll be at C2E2 this December, I believe it's the 12th, 14th, something like that. Whenever C2E2 is this year, I'm there. (laughs) Uh, C2E2 is the uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th of December. Ah, okay. So go there, see Gavin. Um, You're usually like at a corner of an aisle. Yeah, where if you, I'm usually sitting right next to Stuart. Okay. Because he'll have the corner and I'm like the second. Okay, so yeah, you you guys, uh, they don't have the table assignments out yet, I think. Yeah, yeah. usually they put me at like M or N, something like that. So around there probably. Go find Gavin, give him some money, buy his books, buy his prints. Uh, give him some socially distanced love. (laughs) Yes. Gavin, again, it's been great having you on. Yeah, Don, thanks so much, man. This has been a blast.